Today's message is for moms. It's also for wives and women as well. So whether you fulfill one, two, or, or three of those roles, we can learn from the words in Proverbs 31. So this message is to the ladies in the room today and all who will listen online, but men, including any youth, that I think all the youth escaped. So, um, no, not quite. A few in the back row. Youth, it's also for you. Um, so don't tune out. For men, not only do you have a role in champion moms, wives, and women, but I believe that we can all learn for quali- from the qualities that are displayed for us in, in a noble wife described in Proverbs 31. It is no secret in our society and in our culture that the emphasis on a woman's appearance rages on. Women are bombarded with images of supposedly what, what value and worth looks like, and it typically comes in the form of youthful beauty. So as we turn to our Bibles this morning to look to see what God says about a noble woman, I find it refreshing that there's not one mention of her appearance. Not one. Not one mention of age, height, weight, facial features, hair type, not a one. God gives us a picture of a woman in Proverbs 31, a picture of a woman that scripture says is hard to find, one that is rare, but the camera isn't focused on her looks. It's focused on her deeper qualities. As individual women, it's unlikely that we will have all of the qualities that are listed in Proverbs 31. In fact, it's generally accepted that this passage actually lists qualities that are compiled from a number of women. So ladies, please keep that in mind. Don't think less of yourself as we go through this and feel like you can't measure up, you don't hold a candle to her. That's not what this is about. We're going to be taking a look at at verses 10 through 31, if you want to turn there in your Bibles. Proverbs 31, 10 through 31. And these 22 verses are classified as a poem an acrostic poem, if you want to be exact about it. And, and each verse is that, that it begins with a consecutive letter of the Hebrew Bible. And there was a purpose for this, because it had provided the reader in the original language an aid for memorization. Kind of like us going through A, B, C, D, and having the, each stanza start out with that. It was easy for them to memorize. So it makes sense that they would do that because scholars believe that this poem was recited by husbands and and children at the Sabbath table on a Friday night. So as we read through that, keep that in mind, that they would recite this. For us in the English language, it seems like then that there's just a little bit of going back and forth um, between her activities and her responsibilities and characteristics. So again, to the men in the room, don't tune this out. <laughs> um, we're, we're going to uh, get to that role that you have in this. And no, it's not that we're going to ask you to be able to memorize this and then recite it to your mom at, or wife at, at next Friday's dinner, okay? That, that's not that the expectation here. But before we read the word, let's just take a minute and, and pray and ask God to, to illuminate it to our minds. Heavenly Father, again, we just thank you for your word. Lord, the instructions that are held in it for us, and and it helps us to to 
understand um, who it is that you want us to develop into. And, and I'm so thankful that you send your Holy Spirit to help us to not only illuminate the word to our minds, but also to help us in that process of becoming more like you. And so we thank you for your word this morning. To you be the glory. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. So starting with verse 10 in Proverbs. And the title of this, as far as the, the passage, is A Wife of Noble Character. A Wife of Noble Character. So verse 10 starts with, Who can find a virtuous and capable wife? She is more precious than rubies. Her husband can trust her, and she will, be she will greatly enrich his life. She brings him good, not harm, all the days of her life. She finds wool and flax and busily spins it. She is like a merchant's ship bringing her food from afar. She gets up before dawn to prepare breakfast for her household and plan the day's work for her servant girls. She goes to inspect a field and buys it. With her earnings, she plants a vineyard. She is energetic and strong, a hard worker. She makes sure her dealings are profitable. Her lamp burns late into the night. Her hands are busy spinning thread, her fingers twisting fiber. She extends a helping hand to the poor. She opens her arms to the needy. She has no fear of winter for her household, for everyone has warm clothes. She makes her own bedspreads. She dresses in fine linen and purple gowns. Her husband is well known at the city gates, where he sits with the other civic leaders. She makes belted linen garments and sashes to sell to the merchants. She is clothed, clothed with strength and dignity, and she laughs without fear of the future. When she speaks, her words are wise, and she gives instructions with kindness. She carefully watches everything in her household and suffers nothing from laziness. Now think about that. That's something they would recite on a Friday at a Friday meal. When we look at all these activities, responsibilities, and characteristics that comprise the picture of the woman in Proverbs 31, we see that she's a wife and a mother, a manufacturer and small business owner. She's an importer and a manager, a realtor and a farmer. She's a seamstress and a quilt maker. She's a merchant and a counselor. She's respectful to her husband and diligent in her time management. She's hardworking and a wise investor. She's energetic and strong, generous and wise. Her resourcefulness is displayed in her many responsibilities. She's compassionate and she's a planner. She's resilient, able to withstand difficult situations, able to laugh at the days to come, not fearing the unknown of the future. She's also respected and honored. Ladies, as you listen to the noble woman's activities, responsibilities, and characteristics, you might be thinking, I don't have time to do all of that. <laughs> of course, we don't have servant girls. She had servant girls. We're, we're going to at least uh, keep that into consideration. But again, we have to remember that, that all of these qualities were probably a compilation of, of numerous women. But your mind may have, have started wandering and, and thinking, no, I don't measure up to that. And, and maybe equated the impossibility of living up to this Proverbs 31 woman as the same impossibility of having the physical attributes of Barbie. Five foot, nine inches tall, 39 inch bust, an 18 inch waist, 
33-inch hips, all with a size 3 shoe. Humanly impossible. But remember that all that's set forth in Proverbs 31, again, was probably not fulfilled by one wife or one mother. We can also con- you know, consider maybe it wasn't all done at the same season in life for her either, and so there's both of those things. But most importantly, in this picture of the Proverbs 31 woman, and, and how she was what she was, is really found in verse 30. And verse 30 says, Charm is deceptive and beauty does not last, but a woman who fears the Lord will be greatly praised. She is who she is because she fears the Lord. Everything attributed to her in this passage is an outward flow of the inward reverence, obedience, and profound respect for her God. That's fearing the Lord. Having that profound respect for God, living reverently before him, being obedient to him. The scriptures actually say a lot about someone who fears the Lord. It says that the angel of the Lord encamps around those who fear him. That the loving kindness of the Lord is everlasting to everlasting on those who fear him and his righteousness to his children's children. How we fear the Lord affects our family for generations. The Lord also blesses those who fear him. Scriptures also say that the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom, also the beginning of knowledge. It also says that it prolongs life and that there is strong confidence and that our children will have refuge. That it's a fountain of life and that it is instruction for wisdom and before honor comes humility. And that the reward of humility and the fear of the Lord are riches, honor, and life. Are these not things that we want for ourselves? Are these things not what we would want for our children? When we fear the Lord, we can do everything that we do with a sacrificial attitude. As we remember who it is that we are ultimately serving. So moms, when you get really tired, as you're continuing to to do for your children, pour out for your children, and whether that be that you've got children in the home, or whether it's that they're grown, we still pour out for them we can remember ultimately that it is the Lord Jesus that we are serving. Charm is deceptive and beauty is fleeting, but a woman who fears the Lord is to be praised. Before I move into addressing the gentleman in the room, I I haven't forgotten you. I just want to say, if you're here and you're kind of struggling in that place right now in your role as a woman, feeling like you don't measure up, may I suggest to you that you take a moment after service and you just come and, and visit with our prayer team. They'd be more than happy to pray with you. Because there's encouragement when we humbly come before the Lord and we lift these things up in prayers. We, we acknowledge our inadequacies and he helps us to, to work through those things. And so if that's you, I just want to encourage you to take a couple of minutes after we close service and, and come forward for prayer. Again, gentlemen, I have not forgotten you. Um,
Before I share your role in this noble business or noble wife business, I also want to encourage you, just because it's Mother's Day, um, we don't want you to think that the service is, is just for the ladies. We're glad that you're here. We need strong, godly men in our families and in our communities. We need men to fear the Lord as well. So those same scriptures about fearing the Lord apply to you. I also want you to know that we're an equal house of, of prayer as far as opportunity. And, and so the prayer team would love to, to partner with you in prayer as well. Maybe you want to pray for your kids. Maybe you want to pray for your wife today. And, and you've never done that. And so our prayer team will, will intercede. They'll do the praying. You'll be just agreeing with them in that. And so I encourage you. Um, take opportunity to uh, bring those things to prayer because a father with a heart to, to pray for his family can make such an impact in his home. So I encourage you to do that. But husbands and dads, you do have an important role. So let me start with just a little story. And, and Pat had shared this with me a couple of years ago. He had heard it. The dad comes home after a long day at work and walks in the front door and it's a living room that he's walking into and and there's toys and books strewn everywhere there's just chaos and he makes his way through and and now he finds himself in you know going past the laundry room and there is just a heaping mound of laundry just begging to be put in the washing machine he navigates a little bit further into the home and, and walks into the kitchen dining room and there's overturned cups um, with, with water and milk spilling out and there's snacks strewn all over and the sink is full of dishes and, start, and he's starting to get a little concerned. What in the world happened here today? Well, he makes his way to the back of the house and finds his wife laying on the bed reading a book. He just kind of looks at her puzzled and says, what happened here today? And she responded, well, honey, a couple of days ago you said, what do you, or asked, what, what did you do all day? Well, honey, today I didn't do any of it. And that's what it'd be like if moms didn't constantly pick up after their kids as their kids are growing. I heard, I saw a little plaque one day. It said, cleaning the house while the kids are still growing is like shoveling snow while it's still snowing. It is constant. It is constant. And so moms, thank you for that, all that you do. But gentlemen, here's your role. Your part is to show appreciation to the ladies in your life for what they do. Whether it be your own mom, whether it be your wife or your adult daughter, to, to commend them for the hard work and the sacrifice for their family. And, and by doing this in front of others' husbands, especially in front of your children, whether they are little or whether they are adults, you demonstrate how a mother and a wife should be honored. God says in his word that children are to honor their parents. This is not going to come naturally. They must be taught. And seeing it modeled is the best way for them to learn. And trust me, they're already watching at the age of one. They're already hearing what's going on 
And so I, I think back to, to my own growing up, and, and I remember my dad so often saying thank you to my mom for fixing a meal, especially if it had new red potatoes in it. <laughs> but he always demonstrated his appreciation. He modeled that for his family. Expressing appreciation is one way that dads and husbands can honor their wife and their children's mother. Another way is by setting standards in your house. And, and I just picked this one standard because I think it's one of those standards that we so desperately need to see in our homes today. A standard where disrespect towards mom is not tolerated. I remember hearing about a teenage son who was being disrespectful towards his mom and she had repeatedly asked him to take out the garbage and, and finally he spouted off, I'll get to it, with a tone that indicated, when I feel like it. Well, dad overheard it, took his son outside, sat down with him and had a little chat. He said, son, I want you to have a good life. I want you to have a long life. I want it to go well with you. Now you can imagine the son's probably getting a little nervous when his dad's saying, I want you to have a long life. And he's like, I know I was, uh, made a mistake back there and was disrespectful to my mom. And then the dad asked the question, do you want that? Do you want that long life? Do you want things to go well with you? Well, of course, the son responded yes. And then the dad shared from Deuteronomy chapter 5, verse 16. Honor your father, father and your mother as the Lord your God has commanded you, so that you may live long and that it may go well with you. Husbands, dads, you have that responsibility to set that standard of honoring your wife by expressing your appreciation, modeling that before your kids, because when they see you showing her honor, they're going to be more inclined to do the same. Proverbs 31, verses 28, 29, and 31 read, Her children stand and bless her. Her husband praises her. There are many virtuous and capable women in the world, but you surpass them all. Reward for her, or reward her for all she has done. Let her deeds publicly declare her praise. When we model that in front of our kids, the kids are going to stand and bless her. The husband can praise her. Imagine what kind of a home of peace and joy can be cultivated when we express that appreciation. In honor of our moms, our kids are going to pick up on that. Yes, gentlemen, you have an important role in encouraging the women in your lives. Praising them because they fear the Lord. Demonstrate that thanksgiving and that appreciation for them and how they contribute to the family, how they care for it, how they sacrifice for it day after day. Honor them before your children and they will do the same. It is that training up your child in the way that he should go. It's modeling it before them. So as we wrap up the message this morning, 
I want to end with just a, a few closing thoughts for the moms and, and the wives and the ladies specifically. And You know, contrary to what the world sometimes makes us believe or wants to make us believe, this is not about our looks. Our value is not about our looks. And it really isn't as much about our works either. Those things are important, but it's not as much. We can't do it all. We think we can, but we cannot do it all. And so it isn't all about our works. It's more about our being. Being a woman who fears the Lord. We can be all that we are created to be if we will submit our lives to him in reverent awe. Allowing him to mold us and shape us, create us into the woman of God that he wants us to be. To be a woman who will fear him. And again, that's that reverent, holy fear. It's not, I'm scared of God in, in that I don't know if I can trust him. No, he is a loving God, but we, we fear him because of his awesomeness. So ladies, you also play, of course, an important role in the kingdom of God as you seek to lead that, lead that godly life as a wife, as a mother, and, and as a mom. God's going to direct you in your day and day day in and day out activities he's going to direct your footsteps as you trust in him as you turn to him and of course he's going to receive the glory and the the praises as he fulfills his purposes through you now i i just want to encourage all of us ladies in the room because i i definitely want to be a woman that that at that very moment when i open my eyes every morning I want the devil to say, oh crap, she's awake. That can be for each and every one of you. You have important work to do for God as a wife, as a mom, and as a lady. So we're going to end our our service. We're going to pray a blessing over our moms, our 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 wives, and and actually all ladies in the room, we just want you to come forward. We do have a little gift for you this morning to take home with you. Just a little appreciation for all that you do do. Um, It does not go unnoticed. In fact, one of the scriptures about fearing the Lord is that it says that God sees those who fear the Lord. So God has seen everything that you do men included, obviously, but we're, we're honoring moms and wives and, and ladies today. But God does see everything that you do, all the tears that you pour out, all the sacrifices that you make, all of those times where, where you stay up endless hours taking care of the tasks that you need to do as a mom and as a wife. And so um, we just ask that you would just come forward um, we want to pray a blessing. I know, moms, it's, it's uncomfortable to be the center of tension because you're always in the background. But we're going to ask you to do that anyway if you just, as moms, um, wives, and, and young ladies in the room, just ask that you would come forward. Trust me, I'm going to get the guys to come out of their comfort zone this morning as well. <laughs> You guys are so appreciated for all that you do. All that you do. And so guys, as the ladies make their way up, I'm not going to ask you to get out of your chair, but if you are comfortable...
Okay, and I say that if you are comfortable, and as I pray, you just want to extend a hand in agreement to to just blessing these lovely ladies up here this morning. I just encourage you to do that. So let's pray. Heavenly Father, I just ask that you would bless each lady that stands before you today. Lord, they sacrifice, they pour out, they give, they stay up long hours, they juggle schedules, Lord, that seem near impossible and really probably are without your help. But God, I just ask that you would bless them richly. Lord, would they find honor in their families for what it is that they do, and that is being a woman who fears the Lord. God, bless them richly, we pray. They are special ladies. They are beautiful ladies with so many gifts and talents to be used for your plans and purposes. And so, Lord, I thank you for each one. They are a treasure. They are worth far more than rubies. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen.